our intro. It's just Leia screaming hello. Just screaming. She's going to talk for me because I just ate spicy food and it's in my throat and hurts. Hi, Lay. This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And we are your ghostesses. That's Corinne. Hi. And I'm Sabrina. And we're here to read you your stories because you um, are frightening. I actually have no idea. I may have picked scary ones this time or maybe I'll surprise you all and do not scary ones. Um, Before we get into them... We just wanted to say thank you to our Patreon donors, specifically our Devils Hour Insomniacs. So thank you to Christopher, M. Marie, Summer, Susie, Sarah, Nicole, Rosanna, Lauren, Jessica, Micah, Truman, Andrea, Katrina, Brianna, Anissa, Dharma, Luann, Bethann, Brianna, Allison, Maria, Empowerment Ensemble, and Yamily. Joanna, Antoinette for Wine, Matthew, Brian, The Creepover Podcast, Dana, Melinda, Ann, Sleeping Cat 1729, Erica, Sonali, Deborah, Jess, Sloan, Aubrey, Gabrielle, Angela, Carmen, and her freckles, Amanda, Sarah, Christian, Bailey, Taryn, Richard, Andrew, Yihango, Dawn, Kesha, Jen, Jenny, Corinne, Rachel, Jenna, Mary, Sarah, Stacy, Ashley, Sarah, Lorraine, Midnight Frost, Noelle, Christigale, Marie, Elizabeth, Madeline, Chris, Shelby, Nikki, Draco, Carmen, Jordan, Brenna, Stevie, Tony, Victoria, Lillian, Victor, Dana, Dweeb, Eve, Brie, April, Ashley, Shannon, Juliet, Laura, Rebecca, Barbara, Sarah, Shelby, Kaylee, Jen, Aaron, Jennifer, Olivia, Amy, Erica, Brandon, and Emily, Marie Eve, Nicolette, Amanda, Andrea, Tanya, Dachshund, Donna, Nadia, Angel Kitty, Inaki, Liana, Jennifer, Corey and Lane, Nikki, Dragon Lily, Sam, Betsy, Alex, Alex, Autumn, Frankie, Amy, Alwyn, Nancy, Alex, Dana, Janine, Robin, Laura, Sean, Harry, Andy, Hannah, Azana Profana, inspired by a real podcast, Sharon, Jess, Lorene, Nanette, Cassifras, Carmelina, Lizzie, Katie, Crimson, Jane, C, Monica, Nikita, Melissa, Sydney, Sarah, Jordan, Heather, Sydney, Chris, Valeria, Simon, Devin, Chelsea, Holly, Drayana, The Strange Case of Jewelry, Sarah, Dolores, Alex, Sarah, Lauren, Briley, Isaac, and Joanna. Thank you all so much. Thank you. I won. This is from Bianca, and it's called My Aunt's Haunted House. She says, hello, my name is Bianca. I follow you guys on Instagram and listen to your podcast. I have finally decided to share my ghost story after 12 episodes. So this is a huge story of my aunt's haunted house. It may lead to a lot of other stories because I'm not very good at staying with one story. But it starts with me as a very young child, and I wasn't even going to school yet. My mom was in a difficult place financially, so our aunt let us stay with her while my mom worked all day to get back on our feet. Now, for a two to four-year-old, the house was huge, and there were always so many people. I was always exploring and learning more things about the house and the people every day. Now that I'm older, I can see that it really isn't a big house full of people. I I was just tiny and had a big imagination. Or so I thought. Once we moved in, I started exploring and talking with all of these new people. 
Mind you, I still don't know how to form full sentences, much less have a conversation with everyone in the house. I like to talk to the woman with her baby that we were sharing our room with. I first met her after we moved in. She was really nice and liked to tell me stories, and I learned about how long she had lived there and about all her time staying there, even before my aunt moved in. I also like to talk with the big groups of people in my aunt's room. They always hung out in the mini hallway before you got to her bathroom. I couldn't always stay and talk to them because they were always smoking their huge cigars and I hated the smell. I sometimes talked to the kids in the back room, which was my cousin's room at the time. She wasn't a huge fan of me always hanging out in her room, though. She had to ask me to leave sometimes. But then a year or so passes and my mom finds a husband and we move out. We move hours away and I no longer get to talk to those people. And once we get to our new house, I get a new friend. He wasn't much older than me when I first met him and we would always play together. As I start to get older and start school, we didn't play as much and he just hung around as I did my own thing. I never told anyone about him because I felt like I would be marked as one of those kids who can't get over their imaginary friend or they would be bullied for it. (laughs) So once I reach maybe third grade, I revisit my aunt's house and all the people are gone like they moved out. Not long after, I found out that the house was actually haunted and that the only people living there were my family. There was no group of people hanging out in my aunt's hallways. There was no lady with her baby in my room. And there definitely weren't any kids in my cousin's bedroom. Oh my god. I never saw these people as a threat though. So I was never really scared of them. But here's the kind of weird part. I thought after that visit my friend would leave me too. But he never did. He actually grew more clear in figure. And I still have conversations and we talk on a normal basis. I thought he was a ghost that followed me from my aunt's house. And that he would have moved on like the rest of them. But he stayed. I started thinking... Maybe he wasn't a ghost, and that would actually make sense because I've never had anyone close to me die beside my grandma from my ex-stepdad's side, which hated me, and my great-uncle, who I didn't even know. So this boy sticking around me makes no sense if he came from my family and was here to protect me. I never played with a Ouija board, so I ruled that out. I mean, he's not here to hurt me. I have plenty of stories backing that up, but I still don't understand where he came from and why he picked me to stick around with. After a few years with sticking with me, I got his name, and for the sake of this email, I won't reveal it, but I will say that I looked up his name and I did not get what I'm looking for. At one point, I figured that he might be my guardian angel because of all the times where he helped me out of scary positions, but that just didn't fit. I don't think you're supposed to know that your guardian angel is there at all times and actually talk to you all the time. So at another point, I figured he was some kind of demonic being, but but then again, I didn't get a negative vibe from him at all. I'm not a huge spiritual person, but I do hear slash see things from time to time. That brings me to one of my stories of him saving me. When I was living in one of my most recent homes, there was a very, very demonic presence that was living in the hallway. I felt it on multiple occasions as I went into my room, my bathroom, or back out to the living room area. I always felt really bad going down the hallway. Sometimes so bad, I ran to the bathroom because I felt like I had to puke. I always had to close my bedroom door when I went to sleep because I felt like it was watching me. Sometimes throughout the night, I would hear it walking through. I knew it was a demon and not a family member because none of my family members passed by and blocked all the light from the hallway that came through the cracks on my door. And they didn't scratch the walls either. One night, I actually stayed up the entire night until 7 in the morning because it wouldn't shut up. No one else heard it because they all slept through it the whole night, no problems. But this is the part where I get saved. One day after school, I walked home, and I'm the only one home until my sisters get home at 5. I was in 5th grade at the time, and my sister was in 6. So I get home at the usual 2.40 or 3 and head to my room. I didn't like hanging out in the rest of the house very much, so I head to my room, and I was positive that I put my key back inside of my purse when I got in. But when I checked it after I got inside my room, it was not there. 
So I go and peek my head in the hallway to see if I dropped it, and sure enough, it's at the beginning of the entrance. So I go and get it and wasn't really thinking about the entity at that time and wasn't in a rush to pick it up. Let me tell you, if you ever drop anything in an area that makes you uneasy, don't go and get it until you are with somebody. I go and pick up the key and as I am getting up, I feel the presence. It's very, very strong. I turn around swiftly and I can visibly see it rushing from the other end of the hallway towards me. I drop the key and was going to scream, but I couldn't. It wouldn't come out. Right when it was about to reach me, when it was like a foot away, my ghost puts himself in front of me. And I watched as a huge seven-foot black figure of mist or smoke was stuck behind the small five-foot glow. I was terrified. And even as typing this, my heart is racing. It looked like my ghost was pushing it backwards. Once he got it back past the light, I sprinted to my room because it was the only place where I truly felt safe. Once in my room, I slammed the door behind me and threw myself under the covers and stayed in bed for the rest of the day. The next day, I hear my mom over the phone telling one of her girlfriends that she and her now ex-husband, they were sitting outside and saw a black mist pass between them and disappear. I would like to think that it was all because of my ghost and that it was gone. Uh, thank you for reading. If you got this far, feel free to use any of these stories in your episodes. Uh, keep up the amazing work. I love, love, love your guys' podcast. I'm still binging it and love all the stories you tell. Hopefully you guys can help me figure out what is saving me from everything. And if not, well, I'll just wonder forever. See you on the other side, Bianca. Well, well, well. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. This is so much. And she has other stories too that we just couldn't read them all. It's crazy. It's so crazy. Like where, where to begin? The fact that there's something following her that she's, like, always aware of, that's always talking to her, that she's always conscious of, that in and of itself kind of freaks me out a little bit. I, I, although I feel like, I don't think it's a bad spirit. But, like, a shadow creeping down a hallway? I don't oh, that know. one. That one. I thought you were talking about the other one. Well, there's there's so many. Well, I'm talking <laughs> about all of them. Okay, but I think that the boy that follows her is actually nice. But it's like, who is he to her? I don't know, but I mean... Maybe it's a traveling soul and he just didn't get a shot at being in this life with her. And so he's right, just from the other side hanging out with her. And it could just be a guardian if you think about it. Like, it, it doesn't have to be like the typical portrayal of it where guardians don't show themselves unless you need protecting. Or right. maybe this guardian thinks that she needs protecting all the time and just like likes to be around her. Mm-hmm. Well, but the cute. aunt's house. When you think of it that crazy. way. It reminds me of um, haunting of... It reminds me of Haunting of Hill House with all those ghosts. That's like one house I would never want to go to if that were real. But they all sound nice. All right, why well, something that maybe is less nice? This is called Satan Sent Blood Through the Phone. No. What? Hey, guys. I'm a skeptic as far as ghosts and things of that nature, though I fully believe in demons, aliens, and things of that sort. I just started listening to your podcast last week, and I'm only up to episode 38, but I love the storytelling strength and how often you two not just entertain but inform your audience. Oh, thanks. Oh, thank you. I also have a friend and we've known each other for about 11 years now that's named Sabrina. And since the two girls went ghost, Sabrina has a similar voice. It makes missing her a lot less sad. Oh, that's so nice. Anyways, get ready to be spooked. This story ties my stomach in knots and brings tears to my eyes. And I hope you will enjoy. So a long time ago, my great uncle was in his early teens. He was having these horrible nightmares and experiences in his new bedroom. My family had just moved back to the area as my great-grandfather was in the army and that meant moving a lot. 
Being a devout Mormons, my great-grandfather was a part of the priesthood and all of that jazz. They called the bishop and scheduled a blessing for the home, my uncle, and his room. The bishop just blessed my uncle with relative ease and a pretty small stir of action in my uncle's room. Next, he moved to my uncle's bedroom, and this is where I'll convince anyone who second-guesses the existence of the devil and demons in our world that they are fully capable of reaching from their own world into ours. Oh, gosh. The bishop began his prayer in blessing, but before he got too far, the bed began to shake like it was experiencing an earthquake all alone in the center of the room. After a pause and a look around the room to confirm everyone had seen the same thing, he continued, This time, the bed not only violently shook, but it also began to rise up off of the ground. Scared but insistent on finishing the blessing, the bishop pressed on. The bed rose to about six inches off of the ground before seemingly being sucked to the ground with so much force that the legs broke off and the frame split. Oh. This forced everyone to be stock still and silent for a moment before the ringing of the phone broke the silence. Oh my gosh. My my uncle broke away from the group to go answer the phone just down the hall from his room. My family and the bishop heard him answer the phone and followed him out when they heard nothing after that. They found him standing there, phone in hand, white as a ghost, with blood trickling down his face, coming from the same ear that had the phone pressed to it. As panic came from the family, his trance broke and he dropped the phone. It was one of those mounted-on-the-wall corded landlines that everyone had in their home back in those days. As they clamored around him to check his ear and to ask who was on the phone, what did they say, what's wrong, he answered simply, the devil. Oh. He refused to tell them how he knew it was the devil or what was said, but they also found that the blood was not coming from his ear, but straight up from the phone's earpiece. No. After that, they finished blessing the room and the house with little else notable happening. Can you guess where that bedroom was located in the house? The basement. Oh, no. Love, light, and positive vibrations from the other side, Andy. I hate that. Blood from a telephone as the other room has a bed lifting six inches off of the ground and slamming into the floor. I just want to know so much more about the history of this house. Like, why was it so horrible? I know. I and what know. drove them to get the... Was it just like a normal blessing and then all of a sudden during the blessing they realized how haunted it was? I mean, it sounds like it. It sounds Which like whatever... Insane. Because I bet what it was, was there was something that was attaching to her great uncle when he was young and was like putting in the work and was feeding off of the energy. And that thing got really upset when it realized that it was about to be exercised. And then just like maybe with all the energy it had collected from the uncle so far, it just unleashed it all. And it's battle. I hate it. I hate it so much. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Nothing should bleed through a phone. No bloody flones no bloody Bloody flones allowed hate the bloody flones if that happened to me i would pack a bag and get out would you pack your away suitcase oh yes i would because it holds everything i need away creates thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world they started with the perfect suitcase crafted with features that make travel more seamless and now they offer a range of essentials that solve real travel problems so all you have to think about is where you're headed next because getting away means getting more out of every trip to come Okay, this is called Childhood Home Exorcism, and it's from Brianna. Hi ladies, episode 29 reminded me of the time my childhood home needed an exorcism. 
I'll explain why when appropriate. I grew up in a small town in central Wisconsin, just an hour west of Green Bay. Our home was built by my grandfather, who actually died in the yard on the land that my great-grandparents used to farm, which my dad later built onto himself. That's a lot of family on one land. Mm-hmm. When I was nine, my family decided to move to a town 30 miles east to be closer to my step-grandpa so we could care for him in his elderly state. Soon after listing our home for sale, some strange things began happening. I was lying in bed reading one night past my bedtime. I know, I'm such a rebel. And I could hear my older sister and her boyfriend in the kitchen below me. My bedroom had a railing overlooking the living room, which was connected to the kitchen, so I could hear everything that was going on without even trying. Somewhere during their conversation, they stopped talking. All I heard was the writing utensil drawer opening. I knew the sound well, as it was a squeaky drawer, and I was constantly stealing pencils out of it so I could write poetry and draw. Suddenly, I heard a rush of pens and pencils falling to the floor, followed by a loud crash. My sister and her boyfriend were silent for a moment before my sister shakily said that they needed to go find my parents. Turns out, the drawer opened slowly, levitated a moment before dumping its contents and dropping the floor to the floor. What? Besides that, my mom soon after had a similar experience with a humidifier. It levitated and dumped the water and then dropped to the floor. Our best guess is that my grandpa was not happy we were selling the house he built and loved, so my grandparents decided to turn the house into a duplex instead. But that's not why the house needed an exorcism. No. All those paranormal things ended when we decided to rent the house out instead of selling it. But here's where it gets weird. We moved out of the house, turned it into a duplex, and moved into the city where my elderly step-grandpa lived. Next on the list, there's a very reputable, reputable meat company here in Wisconsin, known nationally and even served in the White House. And while our first tenant in the right side of the duplex was the son of this company's owner and his girlfriend, I'll call him John because of his family name. My parents figured he'd be a decent tenant. Turns out they were anything but. John would play his organ so loud in the middle of the night that my nearly deaf great uncle who lived next door would wake out of a sound sleep. John would also ride his Harley around the yard at night with his dog. Why? It's super disrespectful. Yeah. She says, says, super strange dude. Yeah. My mom eventually evicted them, and upon us entering the house to clean it for the next tenants, we found a ring of wax in the master bedroom on the second floor. My parents suspected that they were performing seances or something. We cleaned the house and the next family moved in, which happened to be a single mom named Beth and her 11-year-old son, Riley. Soon after they moved in, they reported smelling strange scents at random times at the bottom of the staircase and that the radio would intermittently turn on at full volume. Additionally, they'd wake up some mornings to find that the front door was unlocked and open. Yes, open. One day, while we were there mowing the lawn, my sister and I went to their front door to see if Riley could play, and upon stepping to their door, we both felt a heavy presence, almost like we were struggling to breathe. It was the oh, it was the oddest feeling, and despite living in a haunted house with my son later in life, I've never felt anything like that. One day, Riley was in the shower in the master bathroom, right off the master bedroom, when a shadow figure appeared in the doorway and rushed at him, hand outstretched. Riley dropped immediately to the shower floor, screaming and covering the top of his head. By the time Beth was unable to lock the door to the bathroom, which, mind you, Riley swears was unlocked, the figure was gone. They refused to stay in the house any longer and demanded, and demanded that my parents do something. My parents have a close family friend who is a pastor, so my mom called him to have him come pray over the house. She got his voicemail and left him a, left him a message. The pastor called her back, but got her voicemail as well. You know the part where the voicemail says, leave a message after the beep? 
Yeah, well, the pastor heard a blood-curdling scream instead of a beep. (gasps) What? Here's what reminded me of this story. In episode 29, a listener says, Lorraine Warren knew there were voices on the phone line that kept cutting her off while she was talking. Blech, no thank you. Anyway, the pastor eventually made it over to do an exorcism on the house, and no issues have been reported since. My parents even moved back to the house 10 years ago, renovated it, and loved it more than ever. I don't know, man. I still don't like it, especially since the last time I was there alone back in December, I heard walking around in the room next to me, heavy footsteps with the occasional jolting stump. I texted my mom, and she says, oh, it's just your grandpa. He's probably thrilled you're there hanging out. Fuck that. GTFO, grandpa. Currently, my own house is hopefully not haunted, but I do get nervous as my fiancé loves to buy antiques and such, and I'm convinced he's going to bring something home one of these days that has a spirit attached to it. Or maybe there already is one here and just waiting for the right opportunity. Love and hugs, Brianna. Wow. (laughs) I like how at the beginning of this episode, you're like, I don't think I picked scary ones. No, I said I don't know if I did. Oh my gosh, they're terrifying. (laughs) I picked them so long ago. Just the script, like, can you imagine just picking up, we're having kind of like a phone theme, Yeah, like blood or a scream on the other end of the phone is horrifying. Yeah, especially for a pastor who like, she left a voicemail for him because she was like, I need you to come cleanse our house. And he goes to call her back and leave a voicemail. And there's a scream. If I were the pastor, I'd be like, I need, you need to call someone else. I'm too scared to come over. (laughs) That's part of their job, though. I also I really like the... Oh, well, I hate it, but I think it's interesting that the son of a really wealthy company owner is doing shit like this in his house. Like, clearly, he's like the he's the kid who was spoiled and now does bad stuff. So I would... Lit- it would drive me insane. I would lose my mind. I'd call the cops on him, probably. Yeah. I'd be the neighbor that calls the cops. Yes, you should. 100%. Be like he's playing his organ and he's using his motorcycle at like midnight. Yeah, ridiculous. That's weird. Okay, I have one for us to wrap it up with. This is actually, I think, a little bit of a nicer one. Okay. This is from Chelsea. Hi, ladies. Let me say thank you. First, let me say thank you for making this podcast. I feel like I've spent an exorbitant amount of time looking for a show just like this. Now, my first name is not Helene. Oh, because the title is, Are You There, Helen? It's me, Helene. Oh. <laughs> I am named after my great-grandmother, Helen, who passed months after I was born. My middle name is Helene, but I have felt from a very young age that I should be going by Helene instead of my actual first name. I never officially made that transition, though. Just an extraordinary connection to the name and my grandma. When I was three, my parents decided to build a house next door to where my dad grew up, where my grandparents still live, and where my great-grandmother lived before she passed. The land where they built has been family property for ages, formerly used as farmland. It was so exciting for my siblings and me to have this beautiful country home just up the hill from our grandparents. What more could you ask for? Living next door to grandma and grandpa meant that you'd get to spend a lot of time with them. We even lived with my grandparents during the final building stages of our home. During this time, my grandma often told me how much I reminded her of Grandma Helen, her mother. My heart is tender like hers was. I adore children as she did. I love books as she did. And most importantly, I love to bake like Helen did. Hmm. My grandma would say, your namesake would be so proud of you, Chell. 
As a young person, I always felt like there were strange things happening in the house. Doors closing upstairs when the entire family was downstairs, footsteps going back and forth across my parents' bedroom, and our dogs sitting at the edge of the carpeted living room, staring at the steps and growling at nothing. Oh, gosh. It wasn't revealed to me until much until I was much older that I was not the only person having interesting experiences. One night, after all of us kids had moved out of the house, my parents abruptly woke up in the middle of the night. They both lay there still and quiet before my mother asked my dad, the world's biggest skeptic, did you hear that? <laughs> and he responded with, well, what did you hear? And they'd both heard the tinkling of a bell on my dad's side of the bed, clear as day. They oh. just explained it as maybe being the dog tag tinkling, so they went back to bed. They have heard that tingling bell next to the bed several times since. When my grandma Helen was nearing the end of her life, she would tinkle a bell to let someone know that she needed help. A few springs ago, my entire family was home to celebrate the life of my family, of a family member who passed away. My sister-in-law had put my six-month-old nephew down for a nap. The time zone change and the crazy schedule were upsetting his sleep schedule, and my sister-in-law was the one losing sleep with him. She thought he had finally fallen asleep when she heard him fussing upstairs. She crept to the top of the steps to listen. Maybe he would self-soothe and put himself back to sleep, but when she heard a woman's voice comforting him, saying, It's okay, baby. I'm here. Don't cry. She couldn't believe it. She had explicitly asked us to let him sleep and not disturb him. She went downstairs to see my sisters, my mother, and I all in the kitchen chatting. There was no other woman in the house. My sister-in-law does not fuck with ghosts, and she was very freaked out. (laughs) The experiences that we've all had in our home and others that we've had in our home are countless. For years, I felt that my grandma Helen is tethered to me. I talk to her all the time, and when I feel afraid or uncomfortable, I ask her to keep me safe. When other people started sharing their experiences with me, I felt validated and way more comfortable with what was going on. Keep being wonderful, and I will see you on the other side, Chelsea. Wow. First, I was like, maybe she's reincarnated, but also I just maybe feel like maybe they're, like she said, tethered, like little soul sisters. Yeah, I think that's what it is. They're clearly so deeply attached. Right. And the little tinkling bell to just be like, hey, don't forget about me. I'm here. Yeah. I know for a moment I got like nervous about that because she used that when she needed help. I know. But I think it's just like a it's an auditory auditory signal that she's there. And it's something that's so connected to her. So it's like without a doubt, you'd know it's her. It's related to her. Yeah. I know. So sweet. And the don't worry, baby. I'm here. It's okay. As you're scratching Leah's, Leah's cheek chin. and chin. It's okay, baby. She right loves here. it. She really does. She's praying. Wow. Well, this was fun. <laughs> so we scary. always enjoy this. We do. We love. We love getting your stories. So please email them all to us. Uh, to two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com you can also rate and review us on iTunes or tell all of your friends or do both. It's important for keeping us in the charts and uh, letting other people find us as well. Um, And then we have a variety of ways to support us outside of that, one of which is Patreon, another is merch, and we will see you on the other side. Very spooky.